The government inflation report shows prices remained high throughout the month of February, but prices have been fluctuating, which can be frustrating because it seems like the state of the economy is something different every single day, and it doesn't really seem to give us any indication what it may look like in the future. Here to talk now about the current standing of our economy and what we can expect is Kent State Salem professor Dr. Omid Bagheri. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me. Well, break it down for us. Is the economy getting better or worse than where we were just, say, a few months ago? Um, actually, that's a great question. But unfortunately, there is no easy answer to it. Uh, regarding forecasting where we are going or having some understanding about uh, where the economy is heading, you need to understand that um, they all economies, you know, no matter if it is that of the United States or any other country, we have something called business cycles in every economy, which means that we are having some fluctuations as a natural way of having any economy around the average or mean of the growth, the average growth that we have in that economy. So it is very normal that we see some you know good growth for a while and then it's going to be followed by some um going down and some we call them crisis but they do not necessarily mean to be really really harsh and gigantic it can be depends but like earthquakes that uh, geologists say that if in a place that is prone to have earthquakes if it doesn't happen for a very long time, after it eventually hits, it's going to be a really strong one. So if you are not having the normal uh, downward move that we are supposed to have after some upward move, um, it's going to come at a you know greater strength when it starts to uh, go down. So getting back to your question, you know I don't think. No one at this point can say for sure that if we are heading towards some more growth or we are going to have a bad crisis. But based on the current numbers and current information that we have, you know, some months ago, honestly, most of the economists were expecting a strong just economy crisis uh, to arrive. And Right now, based on the new numbers, they are just expecting it to come at any point, but they don't expect it to be so strong and so deep. Therefore, although anything can happen, because the thing about economics and any economy is that since there are so many factors involved, um, at any point, there can be any crazy turns and something that we are not expecting or we hope that it does not happen might happen. But at this point, based on the numbers and everything that we see, we are not seeing a very you know, harsh and um, crazy recession to be in front of us. Everybody talks about food and gas prices. They seem to be trending down late last year. The Consumer Price Index indicates they're holding steady. Does that imply anything? And what happens next? That's a good question. So uh, what one thing that we have to understand is that we have been having very high inflation 
way above the average of the previous years before 2019-2020. Um, for the past three years, we had 7, 6.5, and 6% of inflation, which means how much on average per year the prices are going up compared to the same point of time the year before. And that's, of course, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, which includes every good and service which is used by different uh, consumers in an economy and giving, being given them some weights and kind of making a weighted average. But if we want to focus on gas and food specifically, uh, gas can have so many different factors affecting it other than the general inflation rate of our economy. So for instance, when we are talking about gas, depending on what season of the year we are talking, depending on how much travel we are seeing and how the routines of people are changing, the demand can be changing and that can affect the price. More importantly, we can see everything related to oil prices, which is the source of making gasoline, the crude oil, which is so much affected by all the international shocks, you know, especially uh, the Ukrainian war, the imposed war by Russia, and all those sanctions and all that international oil market effects that can cause new prices every day to the, um, based on the supply and demand of the time, to the oil price, and that can be reflected in the gasoline prices too. So. Gasoline is kind of a uh, more volatile type of good in terms of prices. It changes very sensitive to what happens to the oil, plus the local market and how the demand and supply inside the United States is affected. Regarding food, most of the times, uh, the food is also being uh, following the whole inflation rate that we are having. And sometimes, depending on some specific pieces that is required for most of the food, that can impact the prices. But we are not having crazy expectation or something very, um, you know, out of normal for either one of the two. With the current bank crisis, many people are worrying if it will have a negative effect on the economy. Is that a possibility? Uh, would you repeat the question, please? With the current bank crisis, some people are wondering oh, okay. if that could have a negative impact on the economy. Is that a possibility? Uh, sure. It can be yes and it can be a no. The bank crisis that happened, first of all, we should not right now see it as a bank crisis. Because, you know, we had two, sure, we had two, three banks going bankrupt or bankrupt. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we are in some financial uh, market issues. We are not there at all yet. So I want people to know that we are far from them. Something that we need to know about banking and the money market is that, you know, first of all, people the belief of people on if a bank is doing fine or if it is, you know, in trouble can cause even the best banks on the earth to go bankrupt 
in about a couple of days. The reason is the way banks work is that they just get the money of people, uh, you know, in their bank accounts and in their as deposits. But apparently, they want to make profit out of that money. So the way they make profit is that they are paying almost nothing or very low interest rate to people who are keeping their money at their banks, but they are giving out the majority of that money to uh, people, to investors who need to get some loans and they charge them at higher interest rates and the difference is gonna be their income. So after the tax uh, cost is gone, the remainder is gonna be their profit. Because of that very unique type of business plan, just imagine that for whatever reason, people, most of the people who have accounts with the bank, they just run towards the bank branches to get their money out, to take it out and uh, just uh, get their money. The problem would be no bank, I'm not saying any specific, no bank is going to have all the money of all the customers available to pay it back to them. And the reason is what I explained. They have already given it out as loans to people, and they have just kept some certain part of it for the normal uses of people who get their monies for their normal uses. And that can be an issue if people just run to their bank branches or online or whatever to just get their money out of the bank. Even healthiest banks are going to get in trouble. Therefore, after having two, three banks going through a process, which doesn't at all mean that United States financial market or United States banking system is in trouble. If because of that, people panic and they attack, they not attack, I mean, they run, uh, they are scared, they, out of fear, they run to their banks and try to empty their bank accounts, especially people who have a lot of money, like what happened to uh, the Silicon Valley Bank, they, the bank has no other way other than, you know, declaring bankruptcy because there is no way they can just pay all those money. They don't have it. Therefore, it is very important the government get in, gets involved, and that's what they did. They tried to even go above and beyond the $250,000 of insurance of FDIC for the banks that got in trouble, just trying to give some uh, hope and some peace to people, making sure that they are not going to panic. So in case nothing happens and people do not run to, them, to their banks to get their money out, I have a feeling that we are not going to be in trouble. There is no signal in any way that is showing that the banking system of the United States is crashing. But even in the most successful banking system of any country, if for any reason people want to get their bank accounts, the whole banking system, the whole financial system crashes in about a couple of days. So my only concern right now is some of those social media that can be affected by countries like China, North Korea, Russia. So they might want to start some propaganda and they start some, you know, scaring people and coming up with very convincing articles that, you know, something is happening and people are scared and they 
buy it and they just run to get their money out of the bank. And especially if big businesses do that, right. Dr. Bagheri, uh, thank we you. are going to have trouble. Yeah, we, everyone, uh, certainly something everything uh, everyone is watching very closely. Dr. Omar Bagheri, thank you for your time tonight. Of course. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too.